Today's episode of Wine Time Fridays is brought to you in part by our friends at Coeur d'Alene Fresh and Elsom Cellars. Located in downtown Coeur d'Alene, Fresh Wine Bar is a place to meet friends, relax, and just be Coeur d'Alene. Consider Fresh Wine Bar for your next event, located across the street from the new city parking lot at 4th and Coeur d'Alene Avenue, or visit freshwinebar.com. Good times and great wines are meant to be shared. Since 2006, Elsom Cellars has been producing 100% local Washington wine from Washington's top vineyards. Visit elsomcellars.com for more information or simply call 425-298-3082. No, I just know Shelly's going to go, I know what our date night should be. <laughs> Shelly yeah. freaking loves Crystal. Yeah. It's been a long week, right? Are you ready to wind down? Why not? It's time for the Wine Time Fridays podcast with Shelly and Phil. Neither are sommeliers, but both have a deep passion for life, each other, and of course, delicious wine. And now, here to talk about this week over a glass of wine is Shelly and Phil. It's wine time. Hello and welcome to another episode of Wine Time Fridays with Shelly and Phil on this Friday, January 13th. Feels like the year's almost over. Shelly, happy Friday. Can you reach into that bag right there? No, I'll do it. Shelly, happy Friday. It's wine time. Okay. Happy Friday, the 13th, for those of you. Oh, that's right. This is Friday the 13th. No wonder all hell is breaking loose. Explains everything. And yet explains nothing. (laughs) So we are, for the second week in a row, on location. Yeah. We were uh, in the speakeasy at Kurt and Joy's uh, from Bottle Joy down in their speakeasy last week. This week, we've got exciting things. This is Sam Lang. For those of you who remember episode, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't think I am, it was episode 58 and episode, why isn't it showing up on my... 134, I think. That's right. Anyway, Sam Lang, still at Beverly's for the time being, less and less. But, you know, Sam shared something with us after the last episode of when we were off air. And that was that he's going to be a part of a new bottle shop that we're going to get into. We are Uh, into it. Well, we are into it. Yeah, you can see there are actually shooting for some time in the next couple, three months to to open the doors, and that's really exciting. Very exciting. Yes. Yeah. It's been a, been a long time, time coming, and we're, we're forging ahead, full speed ahead. Yeah. So only a few minor bumps in the road. It's like I didn't picture you of, you seemed of sound mind before. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is something that uh, not a lot of people with sound mind make these sort of decisions. No, no. And, and, and not at this stage in their uh, career. Yeah, maybe not, but you know, there are no rules when it comes to entrepreneurship. Agreed. Yeah, Zero. so why retire? Just start a new business. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> more of an adventure than, yeah. yeah. So last Tuesday was National Champagne and French Friday. Yes. And we talked about that. We do have it. We have it from our, our friends over at Zips, not very far. We're it's, having Zips chips. Zips chips, that's right. And so, uh, Sam, would you, first of all, 
Uh, for our friends on YouTube, I'm just going to do that. Hopefully you see this. This is a gray. We have featured a gray with Dave Adelard. And we've also had a gray at Open That Bottle Night last year. If you don't remember, uh, forget, or, yeah, if you remember. So Sam's going to show us the proper way of opening a champagne. Because there are ways of screwing this up. You can, you can go yeah. awry. Yes. Procedure, so, yes. why don't you talk us through My that? My dad did okay. that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, conveniently, um, the removing of the decorative capsule is traditionally made easy by a little tab. Perfect. Which uh, one can then one easily piece. pull off in one elegant fell swoop. But it is Friday the 13th. <laughs> That's right. And leave it to our so. guests to point that out to us. <laughs> Two guests in two weeks, Shelley. I know, that's really good. All at right, that point, the, at that yeah. point, the, the key, and, and normally one would have a uh, appropriate towel, but we really don't have one in the construction zone today, so we're gonna go, we're gonna go without. It allows you to see it more sure. clearly, yeah. and maybe that's the real reason that we're doing that. So there is a little tab here, which you um, turn contrary clockwise. <laughs> Counter for those of you in New Zealand. <laughs> and uh, um, exactly one, two, three, four, five, six times. Beautiful. Do that. Yes, every time, as it turns out. Wow. Um, that said, once this is released, it is, this thing is a loaded gun. It You're is not pointed at, at people that you, you like. like. Yeah. Or, um, chandeliers. or chandeliers you like. Yeah, there you or, go. Um, so it's really, you know, anything you don't want damaged. Yes, anything you don't want damaged. This this thing packs quite a wallop. Um, sometimes they come out uh, gently, but often they come out with a considerable gusto. Um, and 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 you can put out an eye. Yes, you can. Would, or my knock mother would warn me. Yes. So uh, there, there's this th thing about: do you twist that cork or do you twist the bottle? I'm a bottle twister. Yeah, and it's the right thing to do. Yep. So so that said, you never take your hand off of the cork once you. Loosened the uh, it's like wire football. You you cover that thing. You do, do not let go. You do not let That's go. Right. And then if you back and forth, kind of little things. <laughs> I'm not pointing. And then as you and you you will feel it. I'm just, you will feel oh, it yeah. starting to come out. Yes, you and will. Then you gently. Oh wow! Not I a should have held it to the to the microphone. It was a very quiet. I contemplated blasting a bottle at the ceiling, but I think we should do it properly. I told Shelley. Year when I was young, my dad would or open a sparkler, and it was probably Andre, uh, knowing him. But uh, he would mark occasions with that by letting it dent the ceiling. Yes, and I, I thought that was kind of cool. I, I don't really have a problem with that at all. No, my dad did that too until my mother started yelling. <laughs> <laughs> so, by definition, this is not a champagne. By definition, it is not. It is not from the Champagne region in France. However, it is a method champenois sparkling nice. wine from, of all places, New Mexico. I remember years ago I heard about this winery that was supposedly making very, very good sparkling wine in, of all places, New Mexico. Yeah. Um, and so method champenois uh, refers to the champagne method. So it is fermented, it goes through its secondary fermentation in the bottle. Um, as does traditional champagne in Champagne, France. And, uh, um, but they don't put the word champagne on the label out of respect for the, uh, the as French. It, as it um, should be. Yes, and it is as it should be. Some people do. Um, 
And that is because when the treaty that said that you would not steal the name of another famous wine producing region to lend credibility to your own wine that's not from there. Right. When that treaty was signed, the United States was in prohibition. And so we didn't bother with anything like that. So after prohibition, we, it was kind of a free for all. And there are producers that say champagne on their California or otherwise. Like Burgundy. Yes, like Burgundy. Burgundy. Yes, like Chablis. Chablis, that's like right. Johannesburg Riesling, you know. All places that aren't clearly are not in and the And that one, States. I didn't know that. Yeah, because yeah, um, most people now just call it Riesling or White Riesling. Right. Some people still say Johannesburg Riesling, um, but Johannesburg's a famous town in Germany and where they make great, great Riesling. Um, Chateau so Saint-Michel had, that's where they blazed a lot of their trails back in the 70s was, was. with their Johannesburg Riesling. It was, it was. Um, so, I will say when I started at Beverly's in 1987, our top-selling wines, Chateau Saint-Michel, Johannesburg Riesling, Behringer White Zinfandel, Kendall Jackson Chardonnay. Yeah. The French Paradox came along and people started drinking red wine. Clos de Bois Merlot was kind of early to the game there, but those were, those were the popular wines yeah. even at a restaurant like Beverly's, you know, in that day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, but it's, it's an evolution. I um, remember Clos de Bois Merlot was about 550. You <laughs> do this all the time. I remember Good Napa Cabernet used to be sixteen ninety nine. Yeah, that was then. This is now. Uh, we should toast this up and then get to where we came to do. Yes, that's right. So to health, wealth, and abundance, gratitude, romance, and peace on And the new shop. And the new shop. And the new shop. These have a lovely ring to them. Does it have a name? Yeah. It has a name. The name is Lola. The name Lola Wine Lounge, and yeah, uh, yeah. and it, it has to do a little bit with our um, LLC, which is a combination of Lombard and Lang, um, and also we just we like it. It's, you like uh, the song? We like yeah, we like the song. And in truth, we will have wines that are perhaps somewhat difficult to source, somewhat allocated. Something uh, the occasional rarity, um, because as you may or may not know, what Lola wants, <laughs> Lola gets. Mm. Yeah. So you, there's so many things you just brought up. Uh, you know, you're opening a wine shop. Do not have the resources as you have been able to play with <laughs> with from the resort. Not even. <laughs> but you have the relationships. Yes, that is very true. Yes, and so uh, we know. For a fact, there are plenty of distributors around here that will tell their wine bars or bottle shops either that they like or know will be interested mm -hmm. in some of these wines they found, mm -hmm. <laughs> which sounds to me a lot like we need to get these sold so they can get drank. They're not being... Or maybe not. Or maybe, not. Or maybe, the, maybe the winery allocated some more. I know that yes. Doubleback does that from time to time. And that like that, that is true. And in, in the world... We live in now. We are still in a recently post-COVID uh, world, and especially, um, you know, not as much in Idaho. But when you consider, you know, Washington and Oregon, which are, um, you know, Washington is a very big wine-producing but also wine-consuming state. Um, there are a lot of restaurants that have had historical allocations, and you right. generally, if once you have an allocation, as long as you keep 
uh, purchasing that allocation, right. you're, you're allowed to keep that. Many of those restaurants in Seattle just do not exist anymore. Isn't that uh, interesting? I heard the other day there were 20, almost 2,400 restaurants wow. in Seattle um, that, that um, pre-COVID, that yeah. they're just not there anymore. I know the Metropolitan Grill is still there. Yes, I'm still there. El Gaucho mm-hmm. is still there. Yes. I'm guessing oh, yeah. Daniel's is still yeah. there and, and that sort of thing. So, um, but those, again, had some, they had the ability to withstand They could withstand stuff. that, yeah. yes, absolutely. So you talked, and I want to get into this pairing and why this actually works, but you talked about the method Champenois. Yes. What you didn't talk about was our wine, our eternal wine, wine word of the week, which is disgorge. (laughs) That's a part of the method Champenois, yes? Yes, it is. So I have a whole definition of disgorge here on the show Mm -hmm. notes, but... It doesn't have anything to do with my procedure tomorrow. No, it does not. Just checking. And by the way, I am so glad you were the one who brought that up instead of me because I would have had silence all the way home. (laughs) Uh That could be on the front end, though. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, disgorge. Um, That's the... Basically, the last step, isn't the it? The last step in yeah. the in the um, the champagne making process. So, champagne starts out as non-sparkling wine. It's right. just wine to begin with. Traditionally, in France, that wine is predominantly either Chardonnay or Pinot Noir. Um, and there's another great Pinot Meunier, but that yeah. is not as important. Hardly ever. Yeah. Um, uh, Chardonnay and Pinot Noir are the two primary grapes. This wine is. Uh, this although from New Mexico, it is a Blanc de Noir. And so as is true of the French tradition, this is a Pinot. Blanc, white wine made from Noir, Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir, yep. And yeah. Blanc de Blanc would be that of white Chardonnay. From white. Chardonnay from Chardonnay, yes, indeed, white from white. Yep. So, so and most champagne is neither of these things. Most champagne is a blend of Chardonnay and Pinot Noir and maybe a little of the Pinot Noir. But this is 100%. This is 100% Pinot Noir. Yeah. yeah. It's got a little bit of color to it, actually, mm-hmm. uh, more than you would expect from, say, a Blanc de Blanc. Yes. Um, so there's a, perhaps a little bit of skin contact just briefly involved in the winemaking process. Um, but uh, after... Very pretty. But you take your Chardonnay or your Pinot Noir, um, once the wine is complete, it is put into a bottle. You add uh, additional yeast, and and then you know typically a little unfermented grape juice, or um, you could add sugar, but you need um, that's not traditional. But you need, the point is you need sugar to start another fermentation. Goal. Gotcha. So Secondary you have some yeast, some source of sugar, which is usually just more of the grape juice right. that the wine was made out of, but not fermented, and then you put a cap on it. So now it goes through another fermentation, the byproducts of the fermentation, alcohol, notably, happily, but, and then we get but also bubbles. carbon dioxide gas. Yeah. And, that's, and it's in a sealed container. The, the process naturally carbonates the wine, and now you have champagne, except for the minor inconvenience that you have this little hunk of... Crap. Yeah, yeast, dead yeast. And yeah junk and and stuff and and it's in the bottle it's somewhere in the bottle and it's not where it's going to be convenient to get it out it's not handy so they put the bottles then into what's called a riddling rack yes they do which they are neck down and in this 
rack and, and at an angle, and then usually the it's about a you know, forty-five degree angle. There. Forty, and you, as you do it, you kind of you're able to kind of increase the angle gradually. Ah, and that's so, true. Yes, as you turn the bottles, and this is where people say, "Oh, when you store wine, are you supposed to turn the bottles?" No, this is a thing that's specific to the champagne making process. So it's called the process, not the process. after. Yeah, right. Yes, it's called riddling. And so you go through, and and two at a time, you go through these racks, and you turn the bottles. As you turn them. Imagine that it's inverted. Um, gradually, that yeast and and stuff you don't want in there, those solids, will, will work their way down to the very, very neck of the bottle. Um, once you've accomplished that, you can take the bottle and and once again invert it with the neck with the neck down. Right. You put it into a um, typically a, like a glycol kind of solution. Freezes which is, that thing right yeah, up. Yeah, which is um, below freezing and you circulate it around in that it freezes that that little neck part that's um, submerged in there freezes and you then just what's the actual disgorging which you pop the cap the pressure in the wine bottle will blow out that little plug of frozen junk that you want out of there and you lose some lose you, some you, wine you along lose, the way too little, yeah little wine along the way and so there um, so then you top that up um, with Depending on how you want to adjust the sweetness level, you can use just more of the same wine. At this point, it's completely dry. There is no residual sugar whatsoever. So that's called brut nature, yeah. natural brut, and and it has no added sugar and it is completely dry. Some people call it an ultra brut. Most champagne has a little bit of sweetness added to to it. So you can again add unfermented grape juice or a combination of unfermented grape juice with some of the original wine. And, yeah. and you can, in that way, exactly achieve the sweetness level that you want. Um, brute champagnes are, the, the other than the brute, uh, natural brutes or the ultra brutes, the brute is up to, uh, oh my gosh, I don't remember the uh, the percentage of sugar in a, in a uh, to call it brute in yeah. France. Um, I feel like it's one and a half, up to one and a half. You can. Um, well, you're off the clock, so you shouldn't have to. <laughs> that's that's true. But that's that's true. a lot of work for each end. You do that each bottle, and so now they have machines that riddle. They do the machines that riddle. Bigger champagne and, houses, and and the disgorging and all of that is 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 mechanized these days. But traditionally, it was all done by hand. Um, I have friends that own um, a, a champagne producer, a Mountain Dome Winery in Spokane. And their kids, that was their chores, you know. And, Isn't and, that? And yeah, and you would go so down cool. and, and, uh, and, and riddle bottles and all wow. talk to those kids. And they remember growing up in that winery, and that was their job to go down there and hand turn those bottles. You turn like a quarter turn. Yeah. You know, it's not a lot, like every three, four days or something like that, yeah, yeah. just to get and, that and set so of work down takes a the while, and, and you'd have to think there's a possibility for like a carpal tunnel kind of a oh, yeah. situation sure. because there are thousands and thousands of bottles. And, and they and and so if uh, I believe it was Domaine Chandon um, has some riddling racks and they still manually well they did a few years ago like twenty um, <laughs> and uh, they would put a little mark on the bottom mm -hmm. and so you would yes. know right you would yes. have to know because you're not just going to guess and that little mm -hmm. mark is a little a crayon or chalk yeah. or something it, like it, that yeah yeah and it's like a little usually like just a little white just, just a little mark on the bottom on yeah because you got a punt on the bottom of this yes and so that would allow uh, you to know. Mm -hmm. 
you know, because you want all those to be the same or you yeah. screw everything up. And uh, we actually, when we bought a Domaine Chandon wine, champagne, or sparkler way back in the day, uh, before Shelly and Phil were Shelly and Phil, uh, bought, and we had one of those marks on the bottom. I yeah. thought that was kind of cool. It is cool. Um, yeah. Very. So, uh, I think this is very nice. Yes, it yeah. is. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about this pairing and possible other fast food pairings with certain wines. Wine gathers its taste from everything it encounters. The earth, the air, everything leaves a mark and so do people. If we are sipping great wine with strangers, before long we find out just how much we all have in common. Quality grapes and great wines are meant to be shared and so are good times with new friends. At Elsom Cellars, we have been producing 100% local Washington wine from Washington's top vineyards since 2006. Owner Jody Elsom is a pioneer in the Seattle urban winery movement and has been producing brilliant Washington wines in the city while exploring the complexities found only in vineyards east of the Cascades. Not only do we have the wine and our popular Corks on the Loose Wine Club, we also have the venue, a quick five-minute drive south of downtown Seattle or a simple 10-minute walk from the Soto Link Light Rail Station. And we think we throw a pretty good party, too. Check out our upcoming events by visiting elsomcellars.com. Follow us on social for the latest on everything happening at the winery or simply call 425-298-3082. Welcome back to Wine Time Fridays. And so uh, we are in the middle of getting into this, um, and it's not true champagne, but it's champagne method wah, method champenois. I could never get that right. <laughs> From Gruet. And that, I believe, is how it's pronounced. I think I talked it, to them it, it, down it there. It actually is. And, yeah. And um, although I will say that um, I have been told by a very reliable source, um, uh, who are the owners of the winery? That <laughs> that <laughs> it is pronounced Gruet, although in secret at the winery they never say that. Say they, they, they they say the the, the I, if I may say the uh, the motto of the winery is screw it, drink screw it. So grew it. There we yes. go. Uh, that so would be hashtag screw it, drink grew it. Uh, I love that. So yeah, let's dig in and um, taste this up with this yeah, pairing. Let's give it a go. I'm going with a unadorned nice French fry just to uh, unadorned. Mm -hmm. No sauce. Without sauce. Oh yes, we yeah. have sauces. We have mm -hmm. ketchup, dipping sauce, and tartar. Tartar. Which I'm kind of a fan of the uh, Zips tartar. Is that right? I've been since I was a young lad. So I'm sorry, Shelley and I are under the impression that champagne and sparklers will go with virtually any food. They say that is a thing that they have always said oh. in France. And to prove the point, we had on at Beverly's on January 29th, we had an all bubbly dinner, um, seven courses, everything paired with with wow. some manner of sparkling wine. You know, a couple of champagnes. And so it really was good with the it was, meat. Yes, it was. It was. It was good with everything. The uh, you know, it wasn't a you know, I will say it was not like a charred ribeye steak. Um, mm -hmm. Was so this, maybe you I think, do I remember maybe duck? Or, yeah, we had a rosé with the, with the entree. Yes. Was this in twenty twenty two or this coming year? This was in twenty twenty two. It, it okay, just, it that recently happened. Um, so, did I say December 29th? So December twenty ninth. Okay, yeah. so uh, 
I, that's fantastic. That's been our, our quandary. Can it really yeah. go with the steak? I, you know what? I, yeah. I think it can. And, and so to me, the things that make a wine pair well with food, there are, you know, you can, you know, try to match or contrast, you know, flavors with the food. And so, so something that's a steak that's got a nice char on it, a smoky, you know, kind of oak aged uh, Cabernet or Syrah, that type of wine that has a very, um, uh, you're echoing the flavors of the food. The other method is to contrast the flavors and and wines that are lighter bodied with good acid and very dry are work with almost any food. Um, um, other, you know, the, perhaps than very sweet. Uh, yeah. But um, um, the, the, the acidity um, is very cleansing. You, in, in, in bubbly, you also have the effervescence, which mm. also is a cleansing effect. So oh, good. that's really where it comes in with like the fried food, um, French fries, fried chicken, fish and chips, those kind of things. I think with champagne is a magical pairing. Uh, popcorn, another another great yeah. wow. things that are salty and a little, um, you know, a little fat content, a little bit of salt. Um, it's 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 a beautiful thing. The price point on this Gruyere is actually really good too. Yes, it is. I, I want to say it's around twenty ish, twenty five. Something that, yeah, I I don't recall exactly, but yeah. I'm thinking. Is this not vintage? Yes, this is. I generally they are. I yeah. I, um, I, I yeah. think I remember that. Shelley, have you tried the dipping sauces? I've not tried the tartar sauce. I've tried all three, mm-hmm. and? and all three fantastic. Um, you know, the odd. Day of Champagne and French Friday mm-hmm. was started by sommeliers Anna Maria and Cleopatra Bright. Do those names ring a bell to you at all? Yes, I okay. think so. Um, yeah, right. They, yes, yeah. The, the notes say, who know a thing or two about wine and food. Yeah. They probably, yes. for, I, I, I didn't recognize the names. Uh, but yeah, I think they're, they're, they're uh, I don't follow these things um, that uh, religiously, but I think they are famous in the psalm circles or the so um, some of the notes I have is when you look at the fundamentals of this pairing, you can see that there are like a symphony of acid, salt, and fat that is in harmony. Mm-hmm. And, and this breaks that down a little bit, right? Especially yes. with salt as well, right? Yes. Uh, so it's really interesting because people look at this and go, you can't pair that with that. Well, that brings up the question, Sam. Fast food... Mm-hmm. And wines. Yes. So if I were to say, how about a barbecue? Now this is still a little early in the year to be talking about barbecue, but some of us in North Idaho barbecue year round. I, I certainly do. Yes. Yes. I mean the real. I think the real people do that. I, I, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So those of you who aren't real become real and start barbecuing outside, even if it's you know balmy 25 yes. degrees or whatever yeah, it is it up there. It can be 25 degrees, and that's no excuse not to go out and, and fire up the grill. I and will then, say then, yeah. it takes and longer it, to heat up. It does, yes. It does. <laughs> there have been some of those really cold days. I'm like, why? I can't seem to get the heat that I need. But anyway, that's kind of funny. Uh, hot dogs. What would you, yes. what would you uh, pair with hot dogs? Wow. I have no, um, gosh, I'm such a beer and hot dog guy. Though, yeah. The thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. But... but um, you know what? No, uh, I, I feel like um, Gamay. You know, a lighter, a lighter body, bright. You know, um, good acid red. Um, Gamay, a lighter style Grenache. You know that Ooh, sort of yeah. thing. But I, I'm, 
I'm kind of liking Gamay right now. I think that, 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 that kind of sounds like something I'd want to give a go. You oh, mean Gamay Beaujolais? Yeah, yes, yes. And so, I mean, Beaujolais just being the ancestral home of the Gamay, what technically the Gamay yeah. Noir grape. Oh, I was um, thinking Beaujolais Nouveau. Uh, yeah, Maybe not, not that one. Yeah, I don't uh, know about Beaujolais Nouveau. Well, I feel like Kool-Aid with yeah. hot dogs. That'd yeah. be just so, <laughs> um, but I think good, I mean, even just a Beaujolais Village mm-hmm. or um, or certainly a Cru Beaujolais Morgon or Fleury, that kind and of thing. And we're talking absolutely fifteen to twenty dollar bottles yes, of wine. Yes, yes, yeah. and would so, be would be magnificent. Hot. Yeah, and we're hot, talking yeah. hot dogs. And I like my gamay with a little bit of a chill on it. Um, yes. which, which in the summer when you're like grilling hot dogs and hamburgers and such, a gamay with a little bit of a chill is like a delightful. <laughs> a Lambrusco, you know what? I will say again that Lambrusco is kind of a maligned grape variety because of bad Lambrusco. I mean, it's, it's not maligned very, in our house. No, I think I I'm a Lambrusco fan, and there are um, me too. Um, yeah, we have a couple Lambruscos on the list of Beverly's, and I think they're <clears throat> eminently food friendly, easy to like, fun, enjoyable wines, and very reasonably priced. So we're drinking this sparkler out of a white. Wine glass, the one white wine glass from Andrea Robinson. What do you think about this out of this glass? I I have been a proponent for a while of um, anything but flutes. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's so interesting <laughs> because look at the the, the, the opening on this. It's not all that much bigger than a flute. No, but you but you certainly can, you know have some room to swirl the wine around. <laughs> you uh, you it's big enough even for me to get my nose into <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. Know, and kind of enjoy the wine, smell the wine. It, it kind of, it's, you know, it is a smaller, you know, more delicate version, but it is shaped like a Pinot Noir glass. Yeah, Pinot Noir glass. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this wine is made of Pinot Noir. Right. And that is, that is the, um, I learned this on watching a YouTube video of a uh, um, uh, uh, French champagne vintner by the name of Igli. Mm. And he, he drinks his wine. Champagne. He insists on having it out of Burgundy glasses. Champagne is ultimately, essentially, a sub-region of the Burgundy region of France, mm-hmm. and they grow the same grapes, Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. And just because there's bubbles in the wine doesn't mean that it's not still the right glass to drink the wine out. Still, 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 still. <laughs> still. even if it's not still. Shelley absolutely loves her sparklers in this glass. I, mm-hmm. I do too. I yeah. think it's a great glass for sparklers. And um, so we are always pushing people to, you know, Riedel has their place, but if you don't want to buy, you know, 12, 15 different glasses, mm-hmm. get the one red I'm wine glass and the one white wine yeah. glass. <laughs> this is a great all-purpose white wine glass. It, it really is. Glass, Dishwasher safe, and according to Andrea, she dropped it from about three feet up, and it didn't break on the concrete, so mm. that's pretty good in yes. and of itself. Let's not try it. Let's not no, try let's it. not no, try it. We, we only have like four it, of these it will, glasses. It will also not be the first... Glass has been broken up. I years, imagine so. that's true <laughs> in its young history. How about cheeseburgers? <laughs> cheeseburgers. Um, I, I think still the Gamay thing works, but I, oh. I like to go a little, um, you know, Gamay's kind of like champagne, to be honest. It's the wine that um, will go with almost anything because it's bright, good acid, fresh, uh, fruit forward. Uh, but uh, I, I, with uh, uh, hamburgers, I'm kind of liking Syrah. Um, yeah. You know, a little, you know, you got a little char from the grill, a little bit of that smokiness from the syrah, um, you know, a little bit, kind of something a little bit meaty, you know, not too heavy, but, but I mean, but on the other hand with, 
Um, I think you want a little bit of a fruit forward kind of a vibe in the wine because you probably will have um, condiments and mm. assorted accoutrements oh. on your hamburger. And so barbecue sauce and things, you know, you kind of need a, a wine that's got a little, a little kind of riper, more generous fruit, um, yeah, you know, to, to, to come across right with that. So, so I, I, yeah, I, I think Syrah is a great, great thing, but I, I am, I will, I will say many times in my life, I've opened a bottle of Cabernet because there's seems to be always lying around somewhere, yes. right? And oh, Cabernet look, there's one under the couch. Or red, or red <laughs> blend. Um, you know, it all works fine. Yeah. Um, and it does, I, sometimes I think the more complicated the food, then, then it, well, it definitely makes it harder to pair wine. So, so. Uh, then you need a simpler wine? I think a simpler, yeah, I think a simpler wine. I think, compli- uh, you know, complicated wine, to me, almost wants simple food. And, and. Uh, if you have a big old plaid shirt, you're not going to wear a plaid top. Well, some people do, but you wear a solid <laughs> color, vice versa, solid shirt, you wear, have a little bit more fun tie. Yeah. We all remember the scene in Sideways where he had the 47 uh, Lafitte. Uh, Cheval Blanc. Cheval Blanc, there yes. we go. Because notably, um, the Cheval Blanc is primarily Merlot, which was, was kind of unfairly maligned and in the movie. And they never mentioned that in the movie. No, they never mentioned that. But no. anyway, but Merlot was actually his favorite grape. I mean, it was a Pinot Noir sort of based movie because that's where they right. were. Right. But um, Pinot Noir was, was his favorite, or Merlot was his favorite grape. His cherished, um, actually it was 1961, Cheval Blanc, famous wine. That's the one he drank in the movie? Yes. I remember 47 for something. Yeah, at the, 61. At the, like at the very end, yeah. in the fast food place yes. with a, a the bottle in a brown bag. Yes. And he pours it into a styrofoam yes. cut. Yes, he does. Now, we are talking in this episode about everyday fast food, everyday foods, mm-hmm. going with wines and what you can pair with them. That certainly doesn't mean you can't pair an unbelievable wine with something like fast food. That is true. It, you absolutely can. And sometimes those are the best pairings. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was so sad, that scene, though. Yes. Because he had saved that. Again, it's what Open That Bottle Night yeah. is all about. Don't save the wine so long that right. it goes over the hill. Make the wine right. the Or reason. you go over the hill. Or you life, go over the hill. Life That's is short. Drink the good wine. Yes. Shelly. We're going to get into that long shadows again. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that was... You know, so I will say there are wines that we have at Beverly. It's 1945 Chateau Tour, for example. 1961 Aubryon, the, the 61 Cheval Blanc. Those yeah. wines, we did not buy those at release. The resort didn't exist then. You know, I mean, you know, for some of those wines, I didn't exist then. Um, we bought those wines at wine auctions. Yeah. And... And the reason they ended up at a wine auction was someone who was a ardent collector of wines with a beautifully maintained, temperature-controlled cellar, and there are no and, vibration and, 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 and plenty yeah. of money, and there are plenty, and there are a lot of these peoples around people around the world. One of these people had been cherishing this wonderful collection of wines and year didn't after last year, long enough. A, 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 accumulating the wines. At some point, they pass away. Yeah. You know, and the, wine's the family the, wine. the family sends the wine to auction. I go there and buy it, and now it's on my list. And and maybe I get to drink it. And so. maybe you do. So uh, we're going to take one more break, and then we're going to start uh, talking about some of the wines we've had 
but uh, I want to talk a little bit more about this place right. and what you might have with tacos. Looking for a place in Coeur d'Alene with a casual vibe that you can meet with friends, relax, and just be Coeur d'Alene? Fresh Wine Bar is your place to go to meet friends and relax. Owned and operated by a longtime Coeur d'Alene family, Fresh Wine Bar is more than just a run-of-the-mill bottle shop. It's a place where you can call home in an authentic small-town environment that will have you coming back home to Fresh. If you're looking for a wine club that over-delivers, this is the Fresh place for you. Introducing Club Fresh Wine Club. The Club Fresh Wine Club is one of the most exciting and flexible wine clubs in the Pacific Northwest, and it has its perks. Come check out the exclusive speakeasy in the back for all Fresh Wine Club members. It's your personal tasting room. And for our beer-loving friends, Fresh Craft Beer Bar offers eight rotating local taps. Stop by for a welcoming, fun time every Wednesday around 5.30 for Wino Wednesday. Consider Fresh Wine Bar for your next event located across the street from the new city parking lot at 4th and Coeur d'Alene Avenue or visit freshwinebar.com. Welcome back to Wine Time Fridays. Uh, we already talked already about the Eternal Wine, Wine Word of the Week, which is Disgorge. Uh, didn't even... Boy, I'm drinking this much too fast. <laughs> and you're driving home. Oh, come I'm on. Good. Rem- I'm good. Rem- just keep in mind, when we had Sam on, and I think it was episode 134, uh, we blasted through a lot of wine that night, to the point where Shelly and I are both going... How does he do this job? <laughs> but he does years it and well. Years of art and practice. The yeah. Art and practice. Yeah. A, ve- a true veteran, veteran and professional <laughs> from top to bottom. You know, I will say another thing. Sparkling wine, they, Gosh. they say that because of the effervescence, and that's true of cocktails that are mixed with a um, soda, you know, sparkling yeah, yeah. sparkling uh, mixer. Oh, it goes to your um, head a little quicker? Yes, it yeah. does. It gets in the bloodstream faster. Um, another thing that makes it um, an appropriate wine for celebratory events. Yeah. You know? Ah, I guess, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, Shelly, anything on your mind right now? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> How are you enjoying this wine, I guess I should say? Because this is really good. We, we've had oh, this. We are we going this. to rate it? <laughs> well... I think we should. You know, we only had a five-word uh, rating system when we had Sam on last time, and, and Sam decided Sam. we should coin one more. Pretty damn good. So it is now there. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have six. I don't think this is anywhere near practically perfect or pretty damn good. I think this is well into the phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, which is a number one, number one. <laughs> Just want to let you know, give a shout out to those people. Uh, anyway, this is this is really fantastic. What do you say? I would say practically perfect. Right there. Wow! Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. I, I grabbed this uh, spontaneously because it was in my refrigerator. And who, who knew? <laughs> uh, well, and who knew I you had a walk? It. I love it, and also the fact that it's from New Mexico. Yes, it's it's so cool. Um, I, no, pretty much nobody knows this because you're such a new. You're not even open yet, but you have a walkout fridge. <laughs> we do. Some people have a walk-in fridge. We yeah. have a we have a walkout fridge. Yeah. Sometimes it might be a walkout freezer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it, it could it could be. Wine. Yes. <laughs> That's where the sparkling wine was. We pulled up. <laughs> and I'm like, 
ah, I think I know what we're having. Grew it. <laughs> it's sitting out on the on the stoop, as it were. Grew it. Open a grew it. <laughs> uh, okay, a couple more things. Um, taco. Taco. Yeah. Again, we're talking fast food. So, uh, although tacos, we make tacos at home all the time. Fantastic. We make tacos at home a lot. Yeah. So it's uh, always a quandary. We throw a, a tempranillo or a grenache. Or, yeah, I, th- I think you're on the right path. Okay. It's a lighter body, a brighter, you know, acid wine. So something, so that can be, you know, it, it can still be gamay. It can still be ah, lambrusco. Yeah, or a pinot. It can be super fun. It can be a lighter, yeah, a brighter pinot. Yeah. Um, it could be Chianti. It could be mm-hmm. a, oh, um, yeah. a proper, you know, a proper tempranillo. Yeah. Um, I, I think any of those things. I would never I consider you, going a non-proper tempranillo. Well, to, I, I say proper tempranillo because there's a lot of tempranillo being grown, well, not a lot, but increasingly tempranillo is being found in the United States and North America. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snake River Valley, you see temper, tempranillo seems yeah. to do really well there. There's some Washington producers making tempranillo. Um, they tend to be a bigger, darker, more structured, more tannic wine that you Think more of a red meat, yeah, know, almost kind like kind of a wine. Zinfandelish, yes, yes almost okay. Zinfandelish. Yeah, okay. um, that's and, a word. Uh, Hashtag yeah. So, a pro- I, when I say proper, I mean maybe traditional Spanish. Gotcha. Lighter body, brighter acid, more yeah, fresh, kind of sense. fruit forward. It's so interesting. It really is all about the terroir, and it that's is. exactly yeah. what we're talking about right there—the terroir, right? So, uh, what but else? Then there might oh, be. Oh, oh, Phil, we're not we're not done with the tacos. What about oh, a yes. fish taco? What about a like? Well, and that uh, that is a that's a great question because on my notes there's all of these different examples. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not putting all those down. <laughs> right, but yeah. you're right. You have fish tacos. We even mm-hmm. have uh, pork or chicken tacos and beef yeah. tacos and yeah. things like that. Right. Right. They're all going to require a different wine. I feel like they do. Yeah, yeah. Because right. the, the, all of those things, I don't I don't know that with you know like a like a grilled. You know, mahi mahi with a tropical fruit salsa, and you know that. Yeah, I think I think you want kind of a high acid. Um, doesn't have to be sweet, but maybe a little, definitely fruit forward, high acid, a drier style, um, but just slightly sweet German riesling. You know, uh, I think would be great with with that kind of a fish taco. Speaking of fish, how about fish and chips? <laughs> um, champagne. Nice. Sorry. No, that's fried. It's fish. It's chips. You it's, do not have to apologize. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's the right thing to do right here, fish and chips. Right. So uh, we already have the chips. I, we do have the <laughs> chips. Uh, so there are, um, we talked about this being about a 20, I can't, about 20, 25 bucks for this sparkler. Uh, in Champagne, we have some. I don't want to say lower end because they're not. They are less expensive. They're not the Dome Perignons. They're not the Cristals. They're not, uh, you know, those very well-known high-end champagnes, right? Quick. You, now, you, now you're now reminding me something. I have yeah. to interject a quick please. thought. Please. One of my our favorite French fry. guests, um, locals, a favorite guest at, the, uh, at Beverly's, this lovely, um, in my spectrum of of the world, a younger couple that comes in fairly regularly um, into Beverly's restaurant and will order a bottle of 
Rotorer Cristal mm. Rosé. Mm. Um, rosé. And those rosés are actually a little bit more spendy. They are. Yeah. They're, 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 the Cristal Rosé is quite a bit more than the yeah. And they, and they they enjoy the regular Cristal. Um, they particularly enjoy the uh, the rosé. Yeah. And they will order fried chicken, an extra side of truffle fries, and a bottle of Cristal rosé. I mean, their go-to date night thing. And it is oh. it is a and and. You want to be yeah, them? Yeah, no, yeah. I just know Shelly's gonna go. I know what our date night should be because <laughs> <laughs> Shelly. Yeah. Freaking loves Cristal. That's yeah, it is a it is a wonderful thing. Yeah, we have we have uh, quite an assortment of vintages at Beverly's right now. Uh, we we um, were able to acquire some older nice older vintages. So we have, if you will, a little mini vertical of a mini Cristal. really. That, how fun Cristal, is that yeah. though? It is. Yeah. Great yeah. Um, Sam's got a very tough job. <laughs> um, just gonna say, and what he deals with on a so daily sad. basis. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm uh, moving on though, so there's that. Yeah, there is. I, that. Well, there are a lot of aspects. It's a wonderful um, place for, especially for someone in my uh, in my realm of the business. And yeah, there are there are things there that that you just can't do really anywhere else around here at all. You know? Well, tell us a little bit about what your vision is here for Lola's. So the vision in Lola's, um, it's going to be it's going to be kind of a date night type of a vibe it'll be you know kind of a softer you know sexier kind of a uh, sort of a place um, lower lights lower lights um, um, certainly lower than uh, <laughs> then these right. drop lights yes. here these that are hanging precariously they are hanging precariously yeah. now that I noticed um, uh, um, softer lighting softer music kind of a, a, a warmer vibe and we will um, and so then, more of an elegant setting, and yet elegant and at the same time approachable. So, some of the uh, other champagnes that are out there, uh, Piper Heitzig. Yes. There's also Charles Heitzig. Now, what are, what are the difference between the two? Yeah, there, as is the case a lot in France, and mm -hmm. really, when you think about Almost it, anywhere, anywhere yeah. you grow up in a wine family, and you break off, and you. You kind of, you know, have you your start own a crew, thing. Or and, a, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, right, and then that, okay. happens, that happens a lot. And I, like in the United States, you have, you know, the Robert Mondavi, you know, legacy. That right. company eventually went public. Uh, Tim Mondavi still makes a wonderful Napa Cabernet uh, called Continuum. Oh, uh, that's right. It's kind that's of right. Continuum is kind of his extension of the of his father's legacy of making yeah. great Napa Valley Cabernet. Yeah. And now we have um, Hans Cornell's daughter. Yes, see? Making sparkling. Yes. It's, so it's, 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 it's just, you know, some some children grow up and we want to take over the family winery. Uh, um, it happens a lot in Burgundy where where you have families, the Sazés and, yeah. and, and such that they break off and then they have their kids and their um, and their nephews, nieces, and nephews, and they all go off, and they all have, you know, different wineries. The yeah, because they were all they were all riddling all those uh, yes, sparklers yes. down the road. Yeah. So, <laughs> they know so it's just it. that. It's just like that. That just that just happens. So Piper Heitzig, Charles Heitzig, uh, Nicholas Fouillard. Yeah, Fouillard. Okay. Nicholas Fouillard. Yeah, my one of my favorite like luxury cuvées. Uh, is the Nicholas Fouillet Palme d'Or. Okay. It's that beautiful kind of dimpled bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah. lovely, lovely yeah. reserve level, you know. Right. Um, 
uh, and that's obviously not in the twenty-five to forty-dollar price range. But no. most of these are between like twenty-five and forty dollars. And right. you're like, Nicholas well, that doesn't seem like a very inexpensive. Well, they're from Champagne. Yes. Yes. They are a Champagne. And we've talked about the process of that's right. Wine, that's right. Certainly, um, yeah, certainly. But the Champagne that. name is going to is go ahead and let's just add 10, 15 bucks right off the tap right. because of Champagne. Right. Uh, there's. That's right. Uh, um, you know, these Hart? days we occasionally have tariffs involved with oh, French yes. wine. Yeah, yeah, no fooling. Um, Jacquard. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yeah. I had Jacquard, I was not familiar yeah. with that one. Moet Chandon. Yes. We know them, and then of course Tattinger. Tattinger. I'm a. I'm a, I'm and, a Bollinger. and Bollinger. And Bollinger. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Uh, yeah. Actually, Bollinger was on this list, but it was more like a seventy or eighty dollar champagne. Yeah. So a little bit. You know, it, it went, it, you know, same thing with, with Dom Perignon, you know, that was, Dom was the wine of James Bond until Bollinger took that, took that uh, And then you have some spot. rapper that drinks Cristal in a rap video. <laughs> yes. And then is, Cristal takes off. Or right? Ace of Spades. That's another one that they like to pour on their, Interesting. Uh, their party no. gorge on the, on the yachts. Well, if you have money to burn, go ahead and burn it. You should burn it in my bank account, though. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. Or just uh, let you have a taste of the wine. Or, no, I'd rather have their money. So, uh, we have next week, Roshni. Did I say that right? Roshni? Roshni. Yep. Garor of Naked Wines. Yes. We are very excited about that. That's next week. But we also have Ferment Day. Sam, how uh, how often do you drink a ferment? Um, rarely, and yet I uh, I enjoy the grape. There, I, I think it makes a very interesting fun dry white and I plan to have one here. I think that Krista has one up at uh, a Fermented I should just go get yeah. one up there because yeah. she'll probably have one that we haven't had. We've had one already one time on this podcast but this will be the second one that we feature. Yeah. And, so, but but it that. is more well known as the grape variety that you make the sweet wine the Hungaria uh, from Hungary the Tokai. Uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. yeah so that's Tokai right. is made from that, that grape variety and so it's Typically, and that's like, a little sweeter. Very sweet, very yeah, sweet, yeah. like like Chateau Weekend, like Sauterne. It's mm, a very okay. very sweet dessert wine. I think um, it is it is suffered from you know being for many years behind the Iron Curtain, um, not being really readily available sure. uh, to the rest of the world. I think it's a wine that rivals the great French Sauterne and and German Trockenberg and Alsace ice wine. One of the great dessert wines of the world. Um, and I a, love and, and that's at a relative value. There, every time we have Sam on, I've got this litany of things. That, this we're yeah, good for this, the. We try that. I know we got to try this. Got to try that. I love this. So ferment day is February first. National Rosé Day in Australia and New Zealand. Anyway, because is it's summer there. That's right. It, that's right. It's February fifth. International Syrah Day, Shelley, is February sixteenth, and then National Global Wing Drink Wine Day. I think it's every day, but. National Global Drink Wine Day is February 18th. I guess we'll probably have wine that night too. Maybe. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> uh, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Coeur Fresh and Elsom Cellars. And an even bigger thank you to Sam Lang, who is spearheading this new endeavor called Lola's. Lola Lola's Wine Lounge. What Lola wants, Lola, Lola gets. gets. And with that, we hope we uh, give you some information because with a little bit of knowledge, wine becomes a lot less overwhelming. Right. We, wine, should be a, wine, wine should be approachable. I was 
I was make, hoping that's yeah. what you were going to say. Yes, yeah, winemakers make wine for people to drink and enjoy. You know, it's like it's not to be put on a pedestal. It's just a part of part of a, a healthy lifestyle in every day. <laughs> it is such a part of a healthy lifestyle. One might say the most important. The most. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We will see you next week when we have Roshni on. Have a great weekend. Go grab yourself a, a sparkler or a champagne and let's do and this. And some fries. And some fries. Have a great weekend. Located in downtown Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Coeur d'Alene Fresh Wine Bar is a place to meet friends, relax, and just be Coeur d'Alene. Whether you're enjoying wines by the bottle, wines by the glass, or craft beer from our fresh craft beer bar, the pulse of Coeur d'Alene runs right through Coeur d'Alene Fresh. And Club Fresh Wine Club has its perks with its exclusive speakeasy in the back. It's your personal tasting room. Club Fresh Wine Club is one of the most exciting and flexible wine clubs in the Pacific Northwest. Visit freshwinebar.com for more information. Quality grapes, good times, and great wine are meant to be shared. Since 2006, Elsom Cellars has been producing 100% local Washington wine from Washington's top vineyards. Our wines offer distinctive flavors born of a singular desire to create the quintessential gesture of hospitality. Owner Jody Elsom is a pioneer in the Seattle urban wine movement, and as a family-owned winery, Jody's kids have made a big impact on how we do things here. They not only have wines named after them, they also help name our wine club, which we now refer to as Corks on the Loose. For more information on Elsom Cellars, please visit elsomcellars.com or simply call 425-298-3082. Thank you for spending part of your day to wind down with Shelly and Phil. Remember, you can listen to any episode of the Wine Time Fridays podcast by visiting winetimefridays.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And join us on our Wine Time Fridays Facebook page, Instagram, or on Twitter, which is at Vintage Tweets, for daily conversation. Until next week, here's our toast to you. To health, wealth, abundance, gratitude, peace on earth, and of course, romance. Romance.